On location for the Eastern Insider Podcast this week out at Eagle Crest Golf Club as we wrap up round one of the Shirley Spork Invitational at Eagle Crest. Right now, Eagles, as women's golf team, sits in sixth place after day one. They'll be back out here tomorrow as they get set to uh, battle on the final day of the Shirley Spork Invitational. And uh, always a good idea to get away from the office, especially on a bright sunny day, even though, Kyler, we had a lengthy uh, fog delay this morning, but uh, skies have cleared. Looks a whole lot better out. Yeah, it was very foggy. Even driving in, I have a very short commute, but man, the, you barely see anything. And now, gorgeous day. It's especially in the shade. It's about as perfect as it gets. About as perfect as you can get. It's kind of what uh, Eastern's weekend was overall, especially on the volleyball side of things. They were able to sweep through a couple different ways and a solid weekend for them. They remain 5-1 and one, uh, really right now in a thick of a MAC West Division race. Yeah, they did a great job bouncing back from the Ball State loss two weekends ago to now go on a three-game winning streak, taking down Toledo last weekend and this weekend. NIU, who is also a one-loss team in the conference, uh, taking them down on Friday night and then beating a rival in Western Michigan on Saturday uh, and doing it in pretty convincing fashion. And uh, We got the chance to sit down with Coach Kimmy Olson as well as the junior class uh, to just kind of talk about the season and some other stuff uh, for the podcast today. We also caught up with head coach Chris Creighton. He on the football side of things. Unfortunately, another hard-fought, close decision on the road in Kalamazoo. The Eagles come up just short 27-24, a hard-fought effort. Mike Glass becomes the first EMU quarterback to rush over 100 yards in a contest since going back to 2014 this weekend. They'll have the Rockets in the house as they get ready to take on them as part of Made in the Mitten and Band Day. Uh, at Rainierson, so uh, a good time to get out and get your tickets and lots of Rocket Faithful always make up that uh, the visitor's side, so it would be nice to block them out a little <laughs> bit on that far side as well. Yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend because soccer's at home as well as volleyball for this weekend too. Uh, so for folks coming out to the football game on Saturday, stick around and watch a team that's at the top, tied for the top of the Mac West volleyball standings, uh, in the Convocation Center with a night game, 7 o'clock start time. Uh, after that football game, maybe stay out, tailgate, and come back in. Yeah. Plus, you also know it, it's uh, soccer around. Men's golf wraps up their fall campaign. So really anything and everything you can think of going on right now around EMU Athletics. And no better time to come out and support any of those teams than right now. Yeah, and the way that uh, the fall shakes out, soccer – uh, though not the best record in the MAC right now, is still within striking distance of making things happen. They're in ninth place. The top eight go to the conference tournament, and they've got a couple teams uh, behind them coming up on the schedule, as well as a team that's directly in front of them. So, uh, big time. It'd be big to have support out for the ladies on the pitch. Well, before uh, we talk too much, we know you didn't tune in to hear Kyler and I banter back and forth. You know you want to get to our head coaches and our guests, and we'll do that right after these messages from Trinity Transportation. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to the des- your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider 
of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Kicking off the podcast this week is a sit-down interview with head volleyball coach Kimmy Olson. We get the chance to talk about some of our players and the team's hot start to matchum play. Now I get a chance to sit down once again with Eastern Michigan head volleyball coach Kimmy Olson coming off another 2-0 MAC weekend, sweeping Northern Illinois here in the Convocation Center and then defending the home court against Western Michigan with a 3-1 win, now 5-0 here in Ypsilanti. And man, a just a really fun weekend of volleyball starting with that sweep of NIU. Yeah, our girls came out pretty fired up to uh, just demand their place in the MAC, you know. So NIU was a really good team that had come off some a great couple of matches, and you know our our game plan was to just try to slow them down a little bit, but keep everybody involved, stick to our game plan, and uh, we did. Well, Jordan Smith had 15 kills in that opening weekend match. Alyssa LaFace, only 14 digs, but when you uh, win in such dominating fashion, it's hard to have a libero put the balls up. The most uh, noteworthy stat of the night, though, individually at least, was Mallory Rajeski, who set a new record uh, for Eastern Michigan with 47 assists in a three-set match. Just fantastic distributing the ball. Yeah, we got to change up our offense a little bit, and we showed our 5-1, which means we just had one setter in the whole time instead of kind of rotating um, a front row player in for a setter in the 6-2 that we've been running a lot of the year. So um, Mallory is ready to jump into that role whenever I give her the opportunity, and um, she came out pretty fired up to distribute the offense. She was playing higher as a setter than I've ever seen her and just running our really quick tempo offense so effectively. I mean, having 19, 18, and 15 kills is just a phenomenal phenomenal staff for our program and I got to give Mallory a bunch of credit for that. Well, she was fantastic on Friday night. Saturday, a little bit of a slow start came out of the gates and lost the first set, uh, but then battled back holding Western Michigan to just seven points and then eight points in back-to-back sets the first two times all season that they had been held to single digits. The star of the match, though, Ariel Hamby, finally got over that uh, hump of she had had 11 kills about five times this year but 13 kills and the right side hitters really brought something uh to the table for you yeah what i think was so special about ariel's performance is that she had 13 kills but she also got 32 balls she carried um the weight for our team this weekend and um she was just so effective and she was so low error and honestly she was so um she was executing and she was scoring points for us. So we gave her a couple more balls than we normally do because she had truly earned it. So we're super proud of Ariel. She's come so far and hoping for her to continue to just keep getting better and better. Well, she has come so far now with this performance on the weekend, nine kills on Friday night against Northern Illinois, 13 on Saturday. She passes her first two years combined total. She had 140 kills as a freshman and sophomore this year, already 141, uh, which speaks to just her, her hard work that she's putting in in the offseason. Yeah, Ariel came in ready to contribute this year. She's gotten a taste of the action the last two years, and you can just see it in her demeanor that she wants to be not just a player for us, but she wants to be a, a star contributor in the MAC. And I've always thought Ariel had the potential to do that. And, you know, if she can get the right mindset and, and have the right execution, it's, it's going to happen and it's going to continue to happen. Well, looking ahead now, but pretty huge weekend back here in the Convocation Center, wrapping up the longest home streak of the season with two games against 
the other two top teams of the Mid-American Conference. Of course, Ball State on the West also has a 5-1 and one record, but now we look at the East as the reigning champions Miami come to town five and one in the Mac and then Bowling Green comes also five and one so kind of a huge weekend yeah we're excited to get to play the two teams that kind of um, tied for regular season champions um, you know as you can tell from the Mac in two weekends nobody was undefeated so this year is a year that anybody can beat anybody so we want to be the best and in order to be the best you have to beat the best so we're pretty fired up to play Miami and Bowling Green and we're grateful to be at home and just get another chance to kind of recoup um, after this weekend and uh, hope Hopefully keep on playing Eastern Michigan volleyball. Well, Coach, thanks for your time, and uh, have a good week of prep, and good luck this weekend. Thanks. Our weekly chat with head coach Chris Creighton. Got uh, him to talk a little bit today about what his expectations are following the Western Michigan game and as well as get you set for Toledo, a team he's still looking to knock off for the first time in his tenure. Our weekly sit-down with EMU head football coach Chris Creighton uh, here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Eagles coming off a 27-24 setback on the road in Kalamazoo. Plenty of bright spots in that game, Coach. The one I thought uh, that I noticed especially was the way your defense made that adjustment after the opening drive. Uh, It really did a good job adjusting standing tall and limiting big plays that Western uh, has been known for throughout the course of this season. Yeah, one of our defensive goals is is to limit explosives. And, you know, everybody can measure those differently. The way that we measure it, you know, we want to keep people less than three, and that's a tall order against a team that just had thrown for over 400 yards and has great running backs and an offensive line. And, again, by our standards, we limited them to two explosives, and that absolutely kept us in the game. You look at overall throughout the course of the year, big plays, players have been shut down over the course of, of the time. Uh, you face them. Moore at Purdue, Washington at San Diego State, and now Reed at Western. What does it mean to a team when you neutralize a star like that that they rely so heavily on? Well, um, I think, you know, the teams that you just talked about, you know, most of them have have multiple weapons and and whatnot. I don't know that any of those teams are dependent on, on any one person. However, you know, our defensive philosophy, they spend all week, you know, trying to figure out strengths and weaknesses of a team and got to make some decisions um, about the overall approach and then how you're going to manage the game on, you know, whether you're going to load coverage or or load the box versus the run and and how you're going to make that look when you're going to choose to do what. I think our defensive staff does a fantastic job with coming together with a plan and, and getting our guys to understand it and then to execute it on game day and have been able to make great adjustments. I mean, obviously, you know, Buffalo took advantage of, of how we were playing, um, had the discipline and patience to take what we gave them, and, you know, we're up 14 nothing, and defensively really silenced them there in the second half. And so uh, they've got a great process for how we go about game planning. Offensively, Mike Glass comes back after missing the NIU game. He plays, becomes the first EMU quarterback since Reggie Bell against Ball State in 2014 to rush for over the century mark in a contest. But overall, your team was able to to find a way to run the ball more and, and certainly, again, again, pointed to emphasis at running the football. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely key. You know, the, you've got to be able to, to run the football, and there's lots of different ways of doing that. And, uh, you know, each and every week we're going to try to figure out the best way to do it. 
when you've got another back in the backfield um, who may be the quarterback who has the ability to keep people honest or even have some designed quarterback runs it's harder on a defense uh, there's no question about that and and Mike uh, took advantage of, of some opportunities in that way and and really helped us out in the run game football's a funny game you look at the NFL side of things yesterday and I know you're usually jam-packed on a Sunday hard, hard to look and catch up on games but uh, Green Bay's yesterday Mason Crosby misses five kicks and so it shows it can ho- happen at any level but you look at a kid who came into fall camp won the, the job but as a coach a father and kind of a, a backroom psychologist what do you say to Chad to keep his confidence up and and really the whole team as all when uh, they are just maybe trying a little too hard. Yeah, I don't know if trying too hard. You know, well, I'll tell you exactly what I told Chad afterwards. I said, hey, you're not going to be perfect. So, I mean, the way that he started was that he was perfect. And that that's awesome, but that's also highly unlikely that he's going to go through a four-year career and never miss a field goal. And so that bubble or balloon you know has been popped and so he can just relax and and play and uh we've got great confidence in him he's really good and and part of what makes him so good is he's just got a a maturity and a and a confidence about him you know as a a young man as you said as a freshman coming into the program and so he wants to make every kick we want him to make every kick we want to hold every kick we want to make sure we get every snap perfect and you know the big guys up front are trying to you know not allow penetration um, and we're going to believe that we're going to make every kick but uh, the reality of it is he's he's not going to be perfect in, in his career and so we just got to understand that and deal with it come back home for a rocket ball club that's coming in off their ninth consecutive win over their arch rival the Falcons of Bowling Green 52-36 at the Glass Bowl it's a Toledo team that's been limited to just by really two opponents, Miami at their place and Fresno State on the road uh, on the West Coast. How have you seen uh, their offense evolve this year? Well, I, I see it as, as more of the same. I, I, don't, uh, I, I don't see it as much of an evolution as I do. There's, there's new jersey numbers and new you know, names on the back of the jerseys. And every year, you know, you're going to accentuate your strengths and you've got, to some degree, different personnel and whatnot. But um, I, don't, uh, I don't see them as, as, as different. Um, I see them as a program that has a system. They do a great job coaching that system. Um, they do a great job of recruiting talented athletes. And what I think they do a great job at is that they take what people give and they know how to do it and they know how to manipulate that. Um, and and so they're a tough they're a tough team to defend. They run a two quarterback system at least for a portion of this year. One more of the the dual threat, the other more of a, the pocket presence. And how difficult is it to prepare, not knowing who's going to start? Um, I mean, we're we're going to prepare for their starter to start. Uh, you know, that's how we're going to go about that. Toledo Ball Club that you've been able to to play very competitive with uh, last year's defending champions. Uh, a key to victory this Saturday for EMU? Well, we're going to absolutely need to continue to battle in special teams. I mean, they buried Bowling Green in, in the battle of special teams. It actually had a couple touchdowns brought back for penalties. But, uh, you know, I, I think if you ask them, that, that 
probably was the number one key in the game, and they've always been good in special teams. So we, we've got to be able to hold our own there. Um, and even though it hasn't produced Ws, part of the reason why we've been in games all the way down to the last second or extra seconds um, is, is because we've been winning the turnover takeaway ratio, and that absolutely will need to continue. I think if we're continue our progression of running the football and continue to limit explosives, you know, by Toledo, we're going to have a chance to, uh, to win the game. Coach, best of luck. A kickoff at high noon this Saturday against the Rockets. Thank you. Quick timeout. We return. You can still get your tickets by calling the MU ticket office 734-487-E-NOW. That's 734-487-3669. Wrapping things up for this week's edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast is a conversation I got to have with the four Eastern Michigan Volleyball Juniors, Cassie Hout, Riley Taylor, Cam Schomer, and Ariel Hamby. Join me for a talk of the season and some of their favorite EMU memories. Hello again. Welcome to the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Kyler Ludlow. Today I get to sit around this glorious table with the junior class of the Eastern Michigan volleyball team. Girls, thanks uh, for taking the time to join me today. Take a moment to introduce yourselves. Uh, Tell us your name, where you're from, and what you're studying. Hi, I'm Cassie Hout. I'm a junior, and I am studying exercise science. I'm from Monroe, Michigan. Hi, I'm Riley Taylor. Um, I'm a junior, and I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, um, and I'm studying secondary education. Hi, I'm Camille Schomer. I'm a junior. Um, I'm studying business marketing, and I'm from Rochester, Michigan. Uh, Hi, I'm Ariel Hamby. I'm a junior. I'm from Oak Park, Illinois, and I'm studying public relations with marketing. Now, you guys are off to a fantastic start, 13-7 overall, 5-1 in the Mid-American Conference. What's been the keys to having such a great start? I just think that we're all starting to play really well as a team. Um, I think we've all kind of come into our own. There's different people stepping up in different positions, um, and everyone's contributing. Like, it's not just one person one night and one person, like, it's one person stepping up. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of people that are coming together, though. I think we have a lot of variety in all the positions this year, so it kind of makes us hard to read from the other team's standpoint. And... Like Art Riley said, there's always somebody contributing. So even if one person isn't having the best game, like somebody's got their back on another spot. Um, one of the things that's pretty interesting about this year is already five wins in the MAC. Uh, you're only three fewer wins than all of last year. Um, but as we know, last year had to win the final four games just to make it into the tournament. Um, and then winning a game against Buffalo at the tournament. What did that kind of, even though you, you lose in the semifinals, What did that winning streak kind of show you guys, and did it give you any confidence heading into this year? I feel like that the winning streak showed us that no matter what's going on or what we've been through, like we can always push through. And I think that's something Eastern's always been known for is we always fight. We're relentless in everything that we do. And I think it was just the spark we needed, even though it finished the year, that it brought us that much closer and showed us that this year this is the big thing we want to do. You know, being 5-1 and one is an awesome start for us, probably one of the best we've had in a while. And I think it just shows that we're relentless in everything we do and we want to be where we are and we're heading in the right direction. 5-1 is the best start since 2010. What were you guys doing in 2010? <laughs> 
I think I was in sixth grade. Oh, yeah, I was, I, I, was, think we were, I was also in sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even play volleyball yet. Yeah, so. my first year, so, yeah. It's just getting started there. Now, you guys have been here at Eastern three years, four years for some uh, in this room now. What was it about Eastern that this was the school that you guys chose to come to during the recruiting process? Um, we say this a lot, but I think family was one of the big concepts that um, all the coaches kind of brought into us. Um, it's just we're all so connected, and there's not one person that's separated from us. Like, we're all very good friends. We all know a lot about each other's lives, and I think that's just a very good base that we have that we build off of within volleyball, too. Um, another big thing is campus. Everyone loves campus. It's um, beautiful, and it's a short walk. And I think you see with all the athletes who are on campus, um, for example, living in the freshman dorms, you learn everyone. You get to meet a whole bunch of teams, and the athletic department as a whole is super close, and which brings everyone together, and it's a lot of fun watching all your friends compete all the time. Okay, I, yeah, I would say the family aspect, just like Riley said, was a big part. Like when I came here with Kimmy, and uh, and on my visit, like I felt like it was some place where we we needed each other. Like it wasn't like a one sided thing. Like I felt like this place would be good for me to grow in education and in volleyball. And I, the distance from home helped too. But I get to see my family still, so I always appreciate that. Also, I was gonna say like when I first stepped on campus, like the girls were really intentional on like getting to know me, and I felt like I was meant to be here, and that they wanted me here, and I've just always felt like a part of the family since day one. Mm -hmm. So now if an uh, out-of-towner was coming to Ipsy to visit for the first time, where would you guys take them? Tower, Depot Town. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we just, Aubrey's. There's a lot of, I mean, <laughs> we named a lot of food places. <laughs> but those are, yeah, but those are kind of signature places, I feel like, to Ipsy. And the Bomber restaurant mm -hmm. has a lot of history <laughs> in it. Mm -hmm. A lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations on a great start. Uh, this weekend's a busy one uh, and a big one as two more 5-1 and one teams come in. Last year, uh, we remember heading down uh, to both of those places to play Bowling Green and Miami. Uh, what's kind of the mindset going in? This year, quite a bit different. Those two teams at the top of the MAC kind of all the time, but uh, you guys are a different name at the top of the MAC standings right now. I was going to say, we know they're at the top of the max, so um, I think just not overthinking it and coming into the weekend like we did this past weekend with just like a calm confidence, but knowing that um, we are one of the best teams in the MAC and that we can do this. Now to wrap it up, three years worth of memories or four years in Cassie's case, what is something that stands out, uh, whether it's a trip or something that happened in a game or uh, anything from, from your time here at Eastern? I mean, Costa Rica was a really big opportunity for us. I feel like that's something that will always hold very close to us. Um, not a lot of teams get to do that, and the fact that we got the opportunity to do it just shows a lot about how our program has grown and how committed we have been to growing. Um, this is something new this year, but um, every weekend, if anyone follows me on social media, I've been doing game day scaries, um, where I jump out and scare a different teammate, especially April Houston. Um, and it's been a lot of fun, I think, for everyone on the team. They all enjoy um, the laugh it brings us and the reactions we get, and I think it's just something fun we do as a team. Um, a moment that stands out for me. I was hesitant to say it because I just didn't want to put it on blast again. <laughs> it's a thing of the past, but I just will never forget in Toledo my freshman year 
when our our good friend Kelly got blasted <laughs> in the face. And you know what, though? She played it off so well, and she took it like a champ. And, like, now if I ever get hit, I just hope I can have the same grace as she did. I was going to say, probably, like, Mac tournament last year, just going on the winning streak, that was probably one of my highlights of my three years I've been here. Um, just to see what we can do as a team uh, really made me excited for this year especially. <laughs> well, it's been a blast so far. Let's keep up the good work. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. And that'll do it for this week's edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us today. Remember, if you're listening on your computer, you can also download us directly to your phone through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. To keep up on all the Eastern Michigan action and news, keep your eyes on emueagles.com. Until next week, go Eagles! Eagles!